Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris for VeloSales on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. So Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on So Over 50 podcast as we continue with this series featuring the men in the So Over 50 community. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. James Munro is today's guest and he is well known to local sewers and crafters on the east coast of the states. Have a look at previous male pattern baldness day photos and you'll find James there. You can find James on Instagram at craftspacecontinuum and he's going to share his sewing perspective with us today. Thanks for being today's So Over 50 guest, James. Thank you so much, Maria, for asking me. That's okay. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day. It's starting to feel like fall here. Then there are the colour changes with foliage. It's so gorgeous when you see that where you live. And it's pumpkin time. We got the little boards and pumpkins coming about. Oh. Here's a funny one. We'll have to put photos of them up on the <laughs> on the podcast blog. That is so cool. So, James, how did you develop your online name? Oh, when I was doing hair, it's always people always say, "Can you squeeze me in?" You know, and it's like, um, it's all I need is just a haircut, and I say, "I need, I need more." I create a hair space continuum, and so then when I started doing a blog back in the day. I call it craft space continuum because I was like, you know, you need to create a space for your creativity, you know, and create the time, create the space for yourself to experience that. Sometimes we don't do that. So that's how I came up with the name. That's good because you do fit a lot of crafts into your time. Yeah. And it's almost like you said, when you're with your podcasting, I think many sewers can say that that's a sanity thing and helps you feel more relaxed and just put your mind on your craft and you can take the time to uh, create some sort of like sanctuary space for yourself, you know? Exactly. What made you start sewing and then how did you learn? And then uh, we can talk about crafting because you're more than just sewing, aren't you? I guess I'm more of a a maker masquerading as a sewer because I do do sewing, but I do a lot more crafting. I have a lot of interests and I've tried a lot of different things. So I would definitely say that sewing is in there. I really, really got into sewing and pattern making. I took a lot of classes. I used to have mannequins. There came a point where I just gave all that stuff away. I just cleared it out because I wasn't that much into it. And I wanted to be more, I enjoyed combining things. Like maybe you could put knitting with your sewing or crochet with it. You know, I didn't feel like I was just into the sewing itself. I've noticed that you've been doing some work with stenciling and color. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, lately, what I've been watching, what I'll post it when I get into it, is I'm into scrunchie. You know what a scrunchie is, you know? The hair thing that from back in the 80s. There's some interesting videos for those, and I really enjoy working with scraps, leftovers, and you can use that that way. And since I am a cosmetologist, I thought, well, I could use that in my work to share those with customers, you know? That's a good way of using up offcuts and scrap fabric. Yeah, and have you seen how some people make these things? There's a technique called the burrito technique. I still have not wrapped my brain around that as to how you accomplish this, but I've watched videos, so that's on my list of things to tackle. 
I think I've come across the burrito method for a yoke on the back of a shirt. That's a much bigger space of fabric to work with than a scrunchie. I think it's maybe four inches wide for the larger ones. Ah, what's been taking up a lot of your time? Some of my customers wanted some bags, so I made a bunch of bags. I made some bags out of uh, leftover fabrics. You know, like uh, dog food comes in these sort of like woven plastic bags. I made one, a customer saw one, another customer brought in a bag. So then I made some bags out of those because people enjoy recyclableness of that. And so I've been working on that. And during the pandemic, I got into a lot of classes that I took in crafts online. I took one on how to add a knitted band onto a sweater, or even if it's a knitted sweater or woven sweater. I took out a mending class, you know, visible mending, so it kind of looks decorative at the same time, things like that. I took several of them, and it was really fun. And it sounds like you took them because, A, you were interested, and, B, it's adding to your skill and creativity. Oh, the other one I took was, um, oh, I always wanted to, do you know who Cal Patch is? Her name is Cal Patch from Hodgepodge Farm. I've always wanted to meet her at one of these events, but I've never been able to meet her, but she offered a class online. So I took her class and it was basically made a boxy top, which is just a very simple top. And you hand sew the whole thing and you incorporate different seams that you work like a French seam, a flat bell seam your binding. I was so proud of myself. I am almost done with it. I'm still working on it. And you said you've hand stitched the whole thing. The whole thing. And you know what? Doing that, I found out I really, really enjoyed that, even though it's a little bit slower, but I enjoyed it because I could come home. I could just pick it up, start working on it. I don't have to thread a machine. I don't have to set up the machine. And then I can just put it aside and there's no finished date on it, but I can take my time and it's really relaxing oh that's good so you found a way to create clothing but without the stress of the machine and all that sort of thing yes that was really interesting when I found that out this is my jam <laughs> Good oh. what do you think you'll do next as a matter of fact I've got a style file that pictures I clip out of magazines and things or things that I've seen you can my favorite feature on my phone is a screenshot you can screenshot something you see that um, inspires you. The thing with the stencils, you know, you can take that and hold it over something and get an idea for design. So I would like to work more with the boxy top because it's a very simple pattern. You can just throw it on over top of a t-shirt and you can make something more decorative. So I have some designs I'd like to work with for that. I think it'd be fun to wear it to work. And I like that you can just throw it on and take it off and <laughs> no buttons, you know, none of that. But it might be fun to kind of cut it down the middle and then incorporate buttons later on, you know, or even a zipper at some point. Actually, if you hand sew a zipper onto your top, that's almost couture sewing. Well, there you go. I I have to tackle that one. (laughs) I'm sure that there are YouTube videos about hand picking zippers onto a garment. That's the excitement of it. There's so many different things you can spin off into, you know. Yeah, exactly. With the crafting that you do, how do you find your resources? My favorite place is the thrift store and yard sales. I've accumulated quite a bit of fabric from those places. In New York, they have in the garment district, they have many stores there. They, uh, there's a place called Metro Textiles. I love that. Order online from there. Yep. Big hello to Kashi. Yes, Kashi, yep. 
So I love that place. And I also love Fab Scrap, which is in New York. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I haven't had a chance to go yet. I only found out after I'd gotten home. Yeah, I tried going one time before, but I got lost. So I need to go with somebody else. So I have a, a teammate to, to figure out where to go, where I'm going because it's kind of in a different area there. But you can order online too. I've ordered a lot of, they have scrap packs, fabric by the yard. Uh, they have some notions that you can order. I'm more inspired by seeing like a couple pieces of fabric together. And then I think, okay, I'm going to make something out of that rather than if I see a pattern and then I go buy the fabric for it. I'm not saying that I don't like patterns. I do like patterns, but I'm more inspired by the fabric itself. That's how I kind of arrive at a project that I'm working on. It's great when you've got pieces of fabric that are offcuts or scraps, and then that inspires your creativity to come up with something. So it's a really fun challenge. It really is. That's, that's one of the enjoyments of it for me, doing that. My mother's mother was a very, very crafty person. She was so creative. And my mother is too. My mother's very creative. So I saw that as a child. My mother did all kinds of things, and that inspired me to make things. There was a woman on TV, PBS, you know, they had on, online sewing shows. She was Shirley Adams, and she had a show called Sewing Connection. And she was super creative because she would take patterns or what she was working with. I remember she had an episode where she took sweaters and cut them apart and made them into a garment, or she would take a collar and turn it into something make a sewing techniques that she would use on the collar itself or incorporate different techniques into the garment. It was just really interesting. She really inspired me. She's the first one to inspire me with stuff like that back in the day. There was also that Sewing with Nancy show back in the day. And there was this guy, George W. Trippin. You can catch him on YouTube. It was called So What's New. Those are delightful episodes to watch. And not only that, but there's a lot of tips in his shows. He had shares his story along the way. You know, he had a tip on there that I thought was really neat. It was like you take knitted fabric, you know, the slinky knit fabric. He said lay out paper, like a uh, newsprint paper, and lay the fabric on top of it. So when you cut it out, it doesn't shift and bunch up and all that stuff. You know, you pin it to that paper. So uh, I thought that was a great tip. Because I've always had issues with that kind of fabric, you know. And make sure you put lotion on your hands before you work with it. Your skin is dry and it snags it and pulls it and does all this. <laughs> I hear you. And, you know, after all that, I, I took classes in Maryland. I took a lot of classes up there, sewing classes, pattern drafting, pattern draping. And then I met this woman. She was teaching doll making. And her name was Colette Wolf. And I took two or three of her classes. It was this humongous gathering of women that made these dolls, and it was called Doll U, like Doll University or something. So I went up there on this venture to go up there, and I was just amazed by the creativity of all these people. They just so creative, you know? It amazed me. So that made me want to go and learn how to shape fabric. She was the author of a book called Manipulating Fabric. So I decided that I got her to autograph my book for me, you know? That was a big thing for me to meet her and get book autograph so she got me into learning to shape fabric in different ways when I started getting online you know I had a blog for a while mostly for crafting because I really got into spinning fibers and making yarns and things like that at one point 
now I know why they had back in the day people that comb the yarn, people that washed it, people that spun it, and people that weave it. Because if you do all of that stuff, you're going to be spending a lot of time <laughs> making it. That's why they had guilds, you know, for people to do all these different things and they brought it together to make a finished product. So that really made me have an appreciation for what goes into something like that. Then I, uh, going online, I found Peter LePin of uh, Male Pattern Boldness, his blog, and I started following him. And then I went to New York to his one of his MPB days, Male Pattern Boldness days in New York. And I met a bunch of sewers there. And that's where I met vacuuming the lawn, Kyle, and a bunch of other really great sewers there. Have you ever been to that? No, I haven't been there at the time, but I have gone shopping twice for fabric with Kyle. Oh, wow. How fun. I know. She's such a great shopper. She's got her list and everything. So I know. She's very organized. She really is. Truly, yeah. So I got into that that way. And it's so funny because when I went there, I bought a hula hoop. And I brought the hula hoop because I was learning how to hula hoop. And I knew Kyle was going to be there. And I, we were supposed to, in this assignment, hula hoop somewhere and have somebody take a picture of us. So I had her video me take doing the hula hoop in one of the parks there i was so grateful for her doing that but i guess people must have thought why did you bring a hula hoop to a sewing but i thought it might add to the festivities right exactly it would be fun you thought you got to make a hooping outfit you know <laughs> a boxy top for hooping <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's how I got into that. And now with that, we have so much social media. It's, you can just take classes online, which to me is amazing because that was not even available, what, 20 years ago. Yeah. So I, if that, I don't even own a television. So I usually use YouTube or Instagram for my inspiration for being connected with people, you know, in the sewing community and crafts and stuff like that. I'm thankful that we have the ability to be able to connect that way. It's really good. Do you follow the Sew Over 50 community? I do on Instagram. Yes, that's actually I, what I really like about that is what I've liked is they have on Instagram, you'll get a little update of something and it will show like, like a little stream of pictures of things that people have made and they'll showcase them or show them. I enjoy seeing that. That's really fun. Have you seen men who sew as part of the Sew Over 50 community? I've met some of them at the MPB day. I met Dwayne. He's really an inspiration. And he has a YouTube channel now. So I'm enjoying that because, you know, it's like watching TV for me, you know. <laughs> I get to see these creatives making their stuff. Of course, Peter, he hosted that. I met him. And I've met, well, Tomasa. Well, she's not a man, but I met her. And, and Kyle, back in the lawn. Oh, I got to meet Kenneth King one time. He was at one of the male pattern boldness events. So I got to meet him in his fabulous pants that he had on with this cool pattern on his pants. He knows how to pick fabric for jeans. He really does. And some of those jackets he's made. Oh, wow. Yes. Very iconic. Yes. James, what thoughts do you want to leave listeners who have the same craft aspirations as yourself? I would say don't underestimate yourself. Value what you know. Even if all you know how to do is sew on a button, teach somebody how to sew on a button. 
because I have learned over the years what little I know that I have taught people. I have been so amazed to see what they go on to make. I like knitting, so I know the basics of knitting, and I've only ever made a couple things, you know, basic hats, shawls, scarves. But I've taught people how to knit or even sew things, and they go on and they make these fantastic things that I have never done before, and it's so great to see that. So I, I say, don't underestimate yourself. Teach other people stuff. Get out there, be brave. Connect with other people and groups, even though you might feel a little nervous at first, you know. Yeah. And invite the other people in. I have found when I'm out somewhere, walking, right, just so, you know, it could be a store somewhere. And I comment on somebody's outfit, what they have to say about that, or, you know, they might be interested in the same thing you're interested, but you don't know until you have it make a comment or say something so that's what I would say reach out (laughs) share what you know James thank you for sharing what you know with us on the podcast and telling us how you've gone from sewing to crafting and what inspires you I really appreciate the fact that you've given us your time so thank you again there's a lot that you do and I know that people are going to really appreciate the words of encouragement that you've given them today so thanks james oh thank you maria for taking the time to invite me and talk with me about it i've really enjoyed it i've enjoyed meeting you and chatting with you today so thank you thank you and i look forward to seeing more podcasts like your own on your site thanks james bye have a lovely day listeners this episode of so over 50 podcast on soul organized style was produced by me maria thea harris with permission of james munro soundbybensound.com you can subscribe to so organized style podcast but with an s not a z on all good podcast apps please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to us make sure you go back and listen to our so over 50 podcast archive and catch up on this series about men who sew every podcast is free and there are over 270 to choose from post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at soorganizedstyle or on our website at www.soorganizedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.